security? There's a ton of content out there, and if you don't know where to start, it can be overwhelming, even paralyzing. So let's fix that. Welcome to Simply Cyber, a community of tens of thousands of aspiring and active cybersecurity professionals focused on networking, knowledge sharing, and professional development. I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, Chief Content Creator at Simply Cyber, inviting you to get the answers to your cybersecurity problems with hundreds of cybersecurity videos answering your frequently asked questions, interviewing industry experts, and live streaming daily cyber threat briefings hosted by me. Now get the stories and insights you won't find anywhere else. Hit subscribe now and dig into all the fresh content on the channel and in the community. Nothing should stop you from launching and leveling up your cybersecurity career today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Brief. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Dozer. It is early here. It is Thursday, August 10th, 2023. Coming to you live from Vegas. Episode number 427. We've got Vegas in the background. Oh. You will watch the sun come up with me today. We did it last year. It was a good time. Looks like I'm doing a, a proof of life video for the Simply Cyber community, like holding a newspaper. The light is terrible here. <laughs> Jesus, are you kidding me? Send help! All right, good morning, everybody. I got, I got, I'll take a picture and send it to you guys of what this situation looks like, but it's a hot mess express in here. Let me go through the intro. I'll do a little jaw jack, and I want to say special shout out to CJ. CJ picked me up at the airport yesterday, gave me a really, really nice French press some French roast coffee and a ride, and uh, super pumped to see CJ at the Simply Cyber Community Meetup on Friday at 3.30 at Abel Baker Brewing. If you're around, come check it out. Let me get this set up so I can actually see chat. So chat's over, he chat's over here right now. Uh, but yeah, okay, cool. I'll do my best to keep an eye on chat while we're talking, guys. I I'm, it, you know, it's a work in progress like it always is, but I do have the sounder, so you know, we're going to be all right. Guys, over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Marcus Seiler, Carrie, Evan Barrett, Jesse Johnson, the Las Vegas crew, Left Coast Love, East Coast Love, Simply Cyber community members on LinkedIn and YouTube, live or on replay, but mostly live, we're going to be shredding the top cyber news stories of the day, and I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories and what it means to you as a practitioner. So if you're walking around the Black Hat Halls, and you're hearing about AI or continuous, you know, buzz, you know, continuous asterisk. Um, you know, maybe what we talk about today can be something you can fold into a conversation, or if you bring it back to your office, uh, maybe you can operationalize it and, you know, basically reduce cyber risk for your organization. Also, if you're looking to break into the industry, maybe you didn't get out here at Black Hat or DEF CON this week. Maybe you're just kind of cyber curious and you didn't even know about Black Hat, DEF CON. There's going to be massive value for you here on the stream because we're going to be going over the things that you're going to need to know about. Um, and I guarantee you that you will be asked in any job interview, how do you stay, well, any cybersecurity job interview, how do you stay current in the industry? The Daily Cyber Threat Brief is a phenomenal answer to that question. Now, I do want to say shout out and hi to hashtag team live. Why hashtag team live? I'll tell you why. Because if you are here or on replay 
Each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Brief is worth half a CPE, so that stacks up two and a half weeks, ten a month. Be sure to say what's up in chat, grab a screen cap, put it in a folder with today's date on it, and file your CPEs at some point in the in the future. But my point is, if you don't know what to say, like, you know, like, what? let's see. Yeah, Kevin Mitchell said hashtag Team Live. That's perfect. Ms. Julian hashtag Team Live. Perfect, right? But maybe uh, Jesse Johnson's like, Passive observers, y'all rock. You can take a screen cap. It's proof that you're here. That's the deal. Like, if you're going to get some type of auditable record, that's what you need to do. Okay? So I want to say shout out to the hashtag Team Live. And if you're on replay, don't think you don't count, right? Hashtag Team Replay in the comments. It's forensically sound and, and evidenceable. <laughs> so that's how that works. Also, if you are a little shy, maybe you are maybe you are here at Black Hat. You're kind of wandering around. Uh, and you're really um, just not, you know able to like break a conversation with someone uh cj with the super chat my man cj where's my where's my uh oh look it's so it's so soft i want to i want to all right thanks cj for the super chat and thanks so much for the uh coffee dude i can't wait to actually get into it the the, the french press is sick too um so anyways if, if you're shy, if you don't know how to start a conversation, if you, are, you know, it, guys, once you know people, it's it's way easier to wander around, bump into people, right? Uh, take your first step into the networking journey. Hashtag passive observer in chat right now. You know, if you're, if you, if you're a regular, dude, do, I, I can't tell you how many people I bump into, especially at conferences like this, who are like, oh man, like I've been a, a long time lurker or a long time passive observer. Like that's totally your, your prerogative, but I'm telling you, networking is the bomb. It's so cool. I met a, well, I'll tell you a jaw jacking, okay? So, um, and then finally, hashtag uh, first timer. Guys, if this is your first stream, you are probably like, what in the hell? People told me to check this stream out and this guy looks like he's doing a proof of life video. What are we doing? Just trust me, hashtag first timer. We are in Vegas live at 5 a.m. and you're gonna see the sunrise behind me. I've got actually a wicked beautiful view of the cityscape. All right, so now before we get into it, I do want to say shout out and love really quickly to the stream sponsor star with my good friend Eric Taylor, who guest host yesterday. Way to go, Eric. Crushed it, my man. Um, Barricade Cyber Solutions, and I'm doing this without a, a, a promo card, so it's probably not going to be exactly right. Sorry, Eric. Uh, Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicating to helping businesses uh, recover from cyber incidents and the pain that that causes on... Oh, can't hear the special effects hold on hold on hold on now listen really quickly hold on really quickly jenny housley is telling me in chat that you guys can't hear the special effects now normally i might think this is being me being punked because i will have to do manual sound effects but jenny housley is of impeccable integrity so i think i have to do manual sound effects thank you jenny housley i know a lot of people like the the manual sound effects. So for CJ Super Super Chat, what do we just become best friends? Yep. All right. And for uh, there was uh, oh also I did the Viking horn. Doo -doo. Good job CJ and thanks Jenny for letting me know um, about that. Also you know, there was a yeet on the intro. Anyways guys, if you get hit with basically if you are dealing with a ransomware incident or you don't are prepared for a ransomware incident, like you don't have a, like managed accounts up in your cloud instance that are disabled, waiting for a fire department, cyber fire department to come in and help you deal with an incident, consider Barricade Cyber Solutions. They're very good at what they do. They come in swiftly. They make the ouchie stop. 
And believe me, when you are getting hit with a cyber incident, the last thing you want to do is, like, vet vendors and stuff. Like, you want to just get in, get after it, okay? So thank you to uh, uh, Barricade Cyber. Also want to say shout-out and love to Penopsite Security, uh, Brandon Pools Company. They're always doing good stuff over there for, to help partner with businesses. They're basically coming at, oh, my God, Just Bishop with a super chat. What? Jess Bishop? Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. Thank you, Jess Bishop, for the super chat. Uh, James McGregor from the super chat. Just to make you do the manual sound effects. Great seeing you yesterday, Gerald. Uh, looking forward to an awesome Simply Cyber Days with everyone. Yep. Did we just become best friends, James McGregor? Yep. Super chats. Thank you guys so very much. I, I genuinely enjoy it, and I really am looking forward to seeing you two uh, at the event. I've actually got a nice flag from Base Case to bring so we can do a team photo. Uh, put off site security can help any business get straightened out. If you are basically responsible for information security at your business, but you don't have a plan, you're just kind of like reacting to stuff, <laughs> like you can do that, but it's not a best practice, okay? I hate to, to, to break it to you. So what I would encourage you to do is contact Panopsi Security, talk to them specifically, ask about their quantified risk assessment. They can come in and hook you up and give you a plan. Thanks for getting up at 5 a.m. to be at here for us. Hell yeah, Kimberly. What? Kimberly, do we just become best friends? Yup. Thank you so much, Kimberly, and uh, coffee cup cheers to all of you. I got uh, some Starbucks Vias going here. CJ, I couldn't I couldn't do the French. I, I could do the French press, but I haven't done the French press. I might actually, well, I might do that tomorrow. But I got the Starbucks Vias. Um, again, proof of life video. Um, all right, let me just take a slug of this coffee. You know what? It would be so hypocritical of me to come to Vegas and be like, oh, it's too early for me. When people like CJ, Poter Joe, Nick Barker, Left Coast Contingents all doing all doing it. Heck yeah. All right, guys, really quickly, um, I'm just going to do anti-siphon really quick. I usually do it at the mid-roll, but um, anti-siphon training, Black Hills Information Security's training arm, they are amazing, amazing. And I'm, uh, it's not just because they're a sponsor. I truly believe this. Their training is epic. And if you're looking for really, really good training for anything really in information security, they are definitely worth checking out. But what I want to call your attention to is their uh, live. If you go down on training and then go to live training, oh, nope. If you go to the pay what you can box on under training, they keep moving it. These eight courses here are pay what you can. So if finances are tight, they don't have to be for you to take this uh, these classes, okay? Any financial, socioeconomic situation you have access to these eight courses, and they're phenomenal. Three of them are taught by John Strand himself. So, <laughs> come on now. It's, it's definitely good. All right, guys, it is Thursday, which means it's Dan Reardon, a.k.a. Haircut Fish's uh, meme of the week. It's going to be a good one. I saw it, obviously. Uh, it's it's epic. It's really, really good. I'm excited. Uh, the final thing I'll say is if you're a first-timer here and you don't know about it, um, I do not see these stories. I do not prep. In any way, we are hearing them together for the first time. So, um, so yeah. Uh, by the way, I should have asked this. You guys could hear the music, right? Like, that's going to be a problem if you can't hear the music. Uh, all right, Carrie. No coffee for Carrie. More coffee for me. Um, I just want to confirm you guys can hear the music, please, because that's going to be an epic problem. That will be an audio issue. But there's no music right now. Music, dirt, yeah, the intro music. Okay, 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 okay. So, let's sit back and relax. There's no music playing right now. I messed up, okay? Sit back, relax, and let's let the cool sounds 
of the hot news spicy wash over us in an awesome wave. Okay, I'm going to start the podcast now. Here we go. You should hear it now. Alright, hold on. Alright, no podcast audio. So guys, I'm sitting here like listening to music and you guys aren't hearing it. Okay. Alright, hold on one second. You guys must, like, Jesus, if you're a first timer here, (laughs) I'm sorry. Also, I want to point out that uh, it's hilarious because audio, audio issues. Alright, hold on one second. I'm going to have to sort this out. Alright, hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. Here we go. Don't, nobody tell base case, okay? Nobody tell base case. Alright, where are we, Spotify? Where the hell is Spotify? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm your host, Steve Prentice, doing the CISO series. Um, so why is that missing? Input device... Oh my god, guys. Hold on. I've been yelling into the mic. Hold on. I've been yelling into this microphone. I have this. My audio probably sounds like hot trash. Hold on one second. Does my audio sound an F-load better? Holy crap. I've been yelling. The microphone on this camera, this tiny little thing across the room. Does my audio sound better? Uh, we're, we're doing real t- real-time troubleshooting. Like, I might even end the stream and restart it. This is ridiculous. Jesus. I've been yelling. You guys must, like... Oh my god. Oh my god. So did my sound effects work now? Oh! <laughs> Alright, hold on. Wow. Turn the gain up on my mic. Alright, hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Chat's blowing up. <laughs> Chat's blowing up. Alright. Test, 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 test. Let's see. Sound F, yeah. Okay, here we go. Let me see. Is that better? I can I can juice the gain a little bit more. Let me know. Oh my god, I'm like sweating now. All right, hold on one second. Mike. Mike. Mike, check one two. What is it? Five foot assassin with a rough neck business. All right. Okay, so it's all good now. All right. I I just goosed it two decibels on the mic. Okay, I'll I'll juice it back down. It's a little nerve-wracking. I got DJ Bsec and Jesse Johnson in Mod Chat, both who are, like, you know, musically gifted people. Bass Case, when he wakes up, he's going to be mortified. <laughs> like, Bass Case unsubscribes when he, when he hears me yelling through this uh, webcam microphone. All right, guys. Let's, let's, uh, let's clear this up. Okay, guys. Uh, welcome to the stream. <laughs> It's episode 427, Thursday, live in Vegas. We're going to watch the sun come up, and now we're going to get into the podcast. Sit back, relax, and let the cool sounds of the hot news while I sweat over here dealing with this hot mess wash over you in an awesome wave. I'll see you guys at the mid-roll. From the CISO series, it's Cybersecurity Headlines. It's Thursday, August 10th. 
2023. <laughs> AI cyber <laughs> Casually, Joseph thought the microphone was a prop. <laughs> we just become best friends. Yep. Thanks to the super chat, Casually Joseph. Announced at Black Hat. Officials of the Biden administration <laughs> launched the DARPA-led initiative at the event. Over the next two years, this will look for systems able to proactively find and remediate software vulnerabilities. OpenAI, Microsoft, Google, and Anthropic partnered with DARPA on the challenge. DARPA will offer $20 million in prizes with $7 million dedicated to competitors from small businesses. The Open Source Security Foundation will also advise on the challenge with competitors asked to open source the winning project. Tense. Okay, a couple things here. One, I, I didn't hear about this, but that's no surprise. AI is um, AI is definitely like the bee's knees out here this year. A big surprise, right? Um, <laughs> I, I really, I talked to James McQuiggan yesterday about this. I feel like AI and like putting the word continuous in front of everything is like the jam this year. I almost feel like continuous asterisk was the jam. And then AI blew up in March, long after like marketing departments had figured out their like FY24, you know, strategy. So they had to pivot quickly. Uh, but uh, I do like this. The White House is going gangbusters on information security. AI is clearly um, needs a lot of focus and energy and, um, and frankly, respect. So the best thing that they can do is crowdsource it. I mean, this is what they're doing with like bug bounty programs, kind of, right? I, I feel like this is kind of like an inverted AI bug bounty program where it's not so much finding bugs in AI as much as it's developing tools uh, to find bugs in AI, uh, using AI. So I think it's good. We could use all the help we got. We can get, guys. Critical infrastructure. I do think one of the things, it, AI is the new next gen. It really is. Um, I do think uh, one thing that's interesting, they said that it's going to be uh, DARPA-led and it will be released open open source once it's done. This is definitely one of those things where, um, if I had to guess, okay, this is a really good win for... Um, for you know society frankly but if i had to guess i know it's it's early to come in come in swinging with a tinfoil hat moment but allow me indulge me for a tinfoil hat i already finished my coffee i'm gonna have to make another one um here's what's gonna happen google <laughs> right like some some massive player like a google is going to win this okay and then they're going to take the four million dollars which they don't even really need they're going to develop it they'll probably brand it somehow and then they'll release it open source, but it'll have they'll they'll definitely like pull out some value from it. Uh, if it's not if it's not Google, okay, or they'll use it for like marketing purposes. If it's not Google, this is what I could see: couple companies coming together, developing a wicked sick solution, and then um, open sourcing it because they have to because that's the terms of the award. But then develop like standing up a professional services. Um, company to support it the way that like zeke is open source but core light as we talked to dr keith jones recently core light is a company that helps people with their instances security onion is another one right security onion one security onion is an open source platform but there is a security onion like professional services team that you can hire to come in and like tune your stuff up and make it like you know gangbusters so i could totally see that happening with uh with this solution we'll see how it goes again i'm all on the White House train. They're doing good things between the cybersecurity education uh, stuff that they did recently, the five pillars, including, um, you know, the executive strategy of hacking back. I will say um, 
I did not go to this because I had something. I'll tell you a jawjacking if you want. Like, Jen Easterly spoke yesterday, and Kemba Walker spoke. Okay, I didn't get to go to it. I kind of want to, like, kick kick and scream like a small child who's not getting the candy that I didn't get to go to it. But uh, Jen Easterly, Kemba Walker in the building. Uh, very, very cool. Huge fans of, of those two professionals. Also, shout out to CJ, who did get to meet Jen Easterly, which is super dope. Um, I'd probably fanboy out. I'd be like, oh, yeah, Jenny's still like, ah, ah, ah. and they're like, sir, please step away. And I'm like, they like, just run away. <laughs> That's probably what would happen. So maybe it's better I don't meet Jen. All right. Um, Eric Taylor's not on the White House train. Personally, he thinks it's noise and no follow through. Well, we'll see. We'll see, Eric. Uh, we could have a whole session on that. The White House did release a couple years ago, or last year, that um, strategy where it was like, all right, MFA for everybody in 90 days. And we all thought that that was like, um, <laughs> not real. Uh, so we'll see. There's a lot to it. A lot of meat on the bone. That typing app has real-time eavesdropper. Researchers at the human rights group Citizens Lab found that the popular Songao input method app used for typing Chinese characters contained a troubling encryption vulnerability. Citizen Lab estimates over 455 million people use the app. Keystrokes from the app go to China-based servers for processing. The researchers found encryption issues with Songao's EncryptWall implementation that could expose typed content to third parties. Tencent is Songao's parent company. The researchers contacted Songao and it resolved the vulnerabilities. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to like make another coffee right now. Okay, so this story not not <laughs> from the office of like not a surprise. Uh, there's an app, a Chinese-based app that has. Uh, it's sending data out to uh, Chinese hosted servers. Now, I don't want to be so, uh, it, it's not even xenophobic or um, painting with a wide paintbrush. You know, not all Chinese-based apps are, are, you know, committing espionage. Not all Chinese servers are owned by the People's Republic and is like a, you know, signals intelligence gathering center. But, you know, there have been enough instances reported and captured and identified and all these things that would um, would, would, would make you suggest that, right? It's like if you cry wolf enough times, not, not that that's exactly a one-to-one -one comparison, but like if, 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 you, if it's repeatedly getting caught with your hand in the cookie jar and then cookies go missing, guess who the first, <laughs> the first likely person is that they're going to ask, right? So this one, not surprising. I will say um, for practitioners in the um in the audience you know one one thing that they did talk about here they did not say specifically that the encryption algorithm was homegrown but i do want to point this out this does not come up often but in my experience i've had this come up in like two or three different audits over my you know years it's not uncommon it's it's not it's not rare but it's not common for application developers who think that their um poop smells like roses to write their own encryption algorithms and then put it in the code instead of leveraging okay instead of leveraging existing proven vetted algorithms like aes 256 or rc4 right instead of instead of using these algorithms they write their own and then they'll defend you until they're blue in the face that their algorithm is secure nobody can break it i do all sorts of XORs and data manipulation and ad stuff and it's completely uncrackable. It's like, bro, you cannot like with all you cannot write your own encryption algorithm. First of all, you're not a cryptographer. 
let's just start there. Second of all, like, what are you doing? Like, you're making a web app. Like, focus on that. Like, just just import the library, use the function, move on. But you will find it occasionally, someone writing their own algorithm, and that those that's not okay. Okay, it's not okay, and it definitely fails the controls. I forget what control. It's definitely in the SC uh, control family or SI control family. Someone will have some NIST, some iHeart NIST people will have to fact check me on this. Uh, Leonardo Nunez says, uh, I found those custom algorithms. They're pretty weak. Exactly. Dude, take it from take it from the, uh, the the offensive security pros in the house. Dude, you cannot write your own encryption algorithm. The reason that they're powerful and, and secure is because they go through public scrutiny. They get hacked on. They get looked at. They go through massive amounts of iterations, right? They're doing it right now for quantum encryption. Long story short, if you come across custom uh, encryption, it's not okay, and it's an absolute fail on an audit. All right. Google adds cellular security to Android. These new features will roll out with Android 14, expected for a full release later this month. These new cellular protections will enable turning off 2G support on devices, including with fleet provisioning. This will combat man-in-the-middle attacks with Stingray cell site simulators. Since Android 12, users have been able to disable 2G in settings, but this will offer enterprise provisioning for the first time. The OS update will also disable support for null-ciphered cellular connectivity, this will prevent devices from sending voice or SMS data over connections with no cellular link layer cipher. All right, hold on. I, I was trying to pull up a story because I was hitting a, a ad blocker. Um, okay. So I didn't even know. I mean, I guess 2G attacks is a thing. I know this looks terrible on, on, on stream, probably. I, yeah, I can't make that look good. I'm not going to screw with it. Okay, so... If you're an ant, oh my god, if you're an, hold on one second, I gotta get coffee. Hold on one second. Oh, I just spilled hot water on my lap. Hold on one second. Uh, yes, 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 coffee, coffee. All right, hold on one second. I just got hot water up in here. All right. Okay, so here's the deal. If you are using Android, right, um, okay, you can use Android. Just know that you're more susceptible to attack, right? It's got a it's got a bigger attack surface, if you will, in my honest opinion. Now, Google issuing an Android 14 security fix to ward off 2G attacks. Two things. One, if you and and this is true with um with like encryption too. Offensive security people would definitely uh, comment on this. If you have uh, a device like an Android phone, right, and it supports 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, LTE, GSM, right, if it supports all the protocols, well, that's great because now wherever you are, you can make a phone call, right? It'll connect because your phone supports all the protocols. From an attacker's point of view, if 2G is weak, if there's, like, known attacks for it, what they can do is, um, like, use an, a Stingray or something, like, interrogate your phone, to force a connection and then say, hey, our you know malicious antenna only supports 2G. And your phone's like, cool, no problem. I can support that protocol. Let's go. And then the attacker can kind of um, perpetrate whatever attack it is that they want to do with that 2G. You see it also with um, like older protocols uh, in handshakes uh, for web application, right? Or, or, you know, secure shell and stuff. Like if, if the connection that you're making will support uh, a, a whole bevy of protocols, then 
you know, you can make force those protocol. For you and I, it, it never shows up as an option because we use modern tech and it goes for like the most, you know, the bestest um, protocol. But threat actors know that they can force those uh, lower uh, vulnerable protocol connections and that's what's up with that. All right, so the TLDR here, there's two TLDRs. One for your end user community and for yourself, frankly. If you can upgrade or patch this Android 14 security fix, do it. You don't need 2G, right? Nobody nobody needs 2G. Like, I don't even know where 2G is anymore. Yeah, it, exactly. So BSEC's pointing out uh, 802.11. Um, he put 802.1, but 802.11, ABG, etc. Like, you can force uh, a prior protocol, right? Um, also, and this is another thing that a lot of people don't think of. With Android, uh, custom builds can be forked off right and i'm not i'm not being playful by saying the f word they can be forked right so google pixel that's as close to the root of a google android os as you can get samsung's pretty good lg's pretty good but if you start getting into these like you know if you can if you buy like an eight dollar android iphone uh, android mobile phone chances are it's some bastardized version of the android operating system which means when google releases an update or a patch it won't like they won't support it so you can't p apply the patch because if you apply the patch it'll break their phone um it happens all the time it's like a custom it's a custom fork of the os which means when when stuff like this comes out you're screwed basically if you own an android device and you can't upgrade for some reason right you can't go to the the new you know, licorice stick flavor, whatever they, you know, they have their silly names. Like the reason is because the, the manufacturer of your device will not support the fork of the Android OS. All right. Intel patches downfall. Yesterday, we reported on the disclosure of the so-called downfall vulnerability impacting many Intel processors. It came as part of what is now a lineage of side channel attacks on big blue silicon, opening the door to stealing secrets stored at Intel's SGX. Intel released patches for the flaws. These include options to disable the patches as they could impose significant performance impacts <laughs> on some vectorization heavy workloads, although those will likely be extremely enterprise specific. <laughs> Daniel Moghimi, the Google engineer that discovered downfall, reported the bugs to Intel a year ago. Okay, a couple, couple quick things here. One, um, yes, okay, so BSEC, touche, BSEC. Um, I, I, I mocked him for a typo and he's talking about how I'm yelling. <laughs> webcam <laughs> with a prop microphone um okay so check it out uh, eric covered this story well uh in yesterday's stream so i'm not going to rehash it this is one of those deep level um you know 1000 level iq pieces of research the researcher who discovered this good on him <clears throat> um it took a year for intel to get this right and fix it and all that stuff it could lead to encryption keys getting compromised kind of like in its most epic um, um, exploitation, but this is the one where you have to like you have to be executing malware or your exploit code on the same CPU core as where the vulnerable like whereas the keys are. So yeah, I think the situation and the in the the criteria in order to execute this attack outside of a lab, uh, or is not is not that common. Okay, like you know, and maybe I'm wrong, right? But it's a, it, this is one of those ones, okay? I, you guys know I always got to go to my GRC roots, right? This, okay, at the end of the day, if day one in information security is the CIA triad. Day two, if you're going down the GRC path, is 
risk equals likelihood times impact, right? It gets way more complicated after that, but L times I equals R, okay? So check this one out. This one, the impact, it's through the roof, okay? Impact's wicked bad, right? You get all our keys, all your base belong to us. But the likelihood in practice, it's not really that likely. I mean, you'd have to like get, you'd either have to get into the data center, you'd have to get on the code, you'd have to know which core the co the encryption keys are on. You might even have physical access at that point. Like, I feel like if you got to this point to execute this, unless you're doing some like next level secret squirrel, espionage, leave no trace kind of thing, like you're just gonna get what you want a different way, right? Or pay someone off to just give you the keys, all right? That's what I'm thinking. All right, I'm not gonna spend too much time on that. Let's do the mid-roll. And now a word from our sponsor, Conveyor. Your scariest questionnaires that are hundreds of questions long are no match for Conveyor's GPT security questionnaire tool, the most accurate questionnaire automation tool on the market. It's so accurate that you can even let customers upload their own questions in your portal to get instant answers generated from your content. Oh my God, the dream. For questionnaires you still need completed, InfoSec and sales teams are spending 89% less time on answering questionnaires because they're getting accurate answers to entire questionnaires that they don't have to rewrite. Try a free proof of concept with your own data. Learn more at conveyor.com. All right. Really quick, guys, if, if it's your first time here, <laughs> you know what? Honestly, if it's your first time here, you probably left the stream because you're like, this guy's, this guy's crazy and he's yelling into a webcam. Um, if it's your first time here and you did stay with us, thank you. We do this every mid-roll and we got a great one for you today. All right, guys, want to say holla, 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 and thank you all so very much for being here this morning. I know it can be difficult. Shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors. I mentioned them on the opening. Barricade Cyber Solutions, Eric Taylor, he's in chat right now. Uh, love the continued support. Panopsi Security, love Brandon Poole and all that they do. And Anti-Siphon Training, Black Hills. I know uh, some of the Black Hills people are here informally, but they will be here for DEF CON. Uh, so if you're at DEF CON, go find Deb and Jason. I know they're around here. And uh, give them a high five. And... Uh, yeah, it's good times. Guys, do me a solid. Uh, if you're getting value out of the stream, entertainment value, educational value, take a second, hit the like button. I know it's a pain in the A to hit the like button, but here's the deal. You pay it forward because essentially it will notify other people who are looking for cybersecurity content on LinkedIn and on YouTube. And it will basically suggest to them, hey, like there's a bunch of cyber people who like this content. Do you like this content? And that's how we grow the community, grow what we're doing here. And, um, you know, it, it's a big happy family. Like we shouldn't gatekeep this. To the 285 people who are live right now, I thank you for staying with us. Um, I genuinely appreciate it. And if you do see me at Black Hat or DEF CON wandering around, please, um, all right, thanks, CJ. CJ with the super chat. We just become best friends. Yep. We will. Uh, we're, we're seeing some sun. It looks like the sun's gonna come up for Jawjack, and you can kind of see it starting to get a little light blue in the sky here. Guys, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge is an ongoing initiative uh, to basically promote and hack the LinkedIn algorithm, so you can get like basically a curated feed and build your professional network efficiently and in a valuable way. So here's the deal. Frank currently has the baton, okay? Frank went on LinkedIn. Frank Andriuli 
went on LinkedIn and posted his cyber story and used the hashtag simply cyber community challenge. Okay. He's going to tag somebody in chat right now, whoever that person is. If they accept the challenge, they're going to go on LinkedIn and post. What all of you have to do is go on LinkedIn, search for this hashtag right here, Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Then post a comment on that person's post, all right? That's important. Then connect with them and everybody in the comments. Because you're in the comments now, too, other people are going to connect with you. And what you're going to see happen, it's going to take a week or two, but your first of all, your professional network is going to expand with rich, meaningful relationships, and most importantly, your LinkedIn feed is gonna be less bull crap, and it's actually going to be cyber security content, inclusive content, um, valuable content, people in our community sharing resources, sharing knowledge, sharing events, etc. It's wicked awesome. Frank, tag somebody please. Also wanna say shout out to C3 Cloud for passing the AZ900, my man. Where's my, where's my sounder? All right, Steve Mount with the with the challenge. Steve, thanks so much for accepting it. Genuinely appreciate it and look forward to your chat. We can see the sun starting to come up here. Guys, every single Thursday, Haircut Fish makes a custom meme for the cha for the stream. Today is no different. I am in Vegas, so let's blow this sucker up. Yes. Yes, this is a uh, late Elvis. You can see the receding hairline, um, you know, a little bit of the gut, but I still got the uh, the stretch and the cape. Nice job, uh, nice job, haircut fish. Thank you all so very much. Uh, and please take a minute, enjoy that. I'm gonna take a sip of my coffee and then we'll get back into the news. All right, let's slide back into the news. Hospital still taking ransomware on the chin. Two stories in the last 24 hours illustrate the continuing ransomware problems plaguing medical organizations. Last week, Prospect Medical Holdings disclosed a <laughs> ransomware attack impacting 16 hospitals. As of this week, Prospect Medical says system-wide outages remain in place. This saw ambulances diverted and appointments canceled at the sites. In distressingly similar news, the Mayane Hieshua Medical Center in Israel saw a ransomware attack shut down its administrative systems. This outage did not impact medical gear and already admitted patients remained treated at the facility. However, the hospital temporarily shut down new admissions and moved emergency care to other hospitals. No recovery timelines for either of the victims yet. Yeah, uh, BSEC said it in chat. It is getting crazy. Guys, I, I've said I'm not going to rehash this. Unfortunately, like if if uh, if you're not a regular of the show, there's some things that I'm just assuming that you you've heard me rant about. But. In the United States, there there is basically a consolidation of healthcare businesses into healthcare systems. And if you think about it for just a minute, you probably have seen it in your community, in your city, in your town, a consolidation. You know, like, oh, you know, whatever, like medical announces a, uh, a joint effort, a new initiative, whatever it is. They're all they're all hooking up together. OK, it's like a it's like a you know, eyes wide shut kind of thing. They're all, they're all hooking up. But here, here's the thing. When you do that, you have, it, it, it falls on the tech, the tech people, the IT people, the network engineers, to, and, or the application folks too, for that matter, right? And all the data. It just turns into a freaking hot mess express. And this is one of those instances where the business, the business like doesn't get it. The business is moving at the speed of business 
and they don't care. They're like, it doesn't matter, nerd. Like, the balance sheet looks sick. We're going to get paid. We bought this for pennies on the dollar. Just figure it out. And because of that, the freaking risk exposure goes wicked high. And, you know, it, it becomes a really difficult. It's really difficult because here's the deal. No information. I don't care if you are freaking, like, CISO Superman or CISO Superwoman where you have straight crushed it over and over and your opinion matters a whole lot. There's no way in hell, excuse me, sorry for the younger viewers in the audience. There's no way in heck that a business is going to stop an acquisition or stop a merger because of information security. It like, <laughs> that's never going to happen. Okay. Like I know of instances personally where the acquiring the acquired hospital was actively under compromised attack <laughs> and there was still network being connected on schedule okay so the, the risk is is high and people will do it but but because of that this is happening and to be sex point originally there used to be like kind of a quiet implied embargo by the threat actors out there in the world to not attack healthcare systems but you know, obviously that's gone the way of the dodo because we're seeing Common Spirit, Google Common Spirit. They got hit. Uh, sick kids. Um, the the Louisiana uh, hospital got hit. Um, you know, Prospect Medical screwed. And you got to remember, guys, it's not just like the hospital goes down. It's like elective surgeries, um, ER visits, um, you know, like just regular scheduled appointments, right? What if you're like, what if you're going in, like you're eight months in a high risk pregnancy, right? And you can't go in. Like that's scary as heck, man. If my wife was pregos eight months and she couldn't, and, and she couldn't go get checked out for like some situation, that's like high risk, right? If, if you're having a heart attack and they have to divert you to a hospital 45 minutes away because you live in rural America and, and there's complications on the way, that sucks, right? So there really are massive impacts. Uh, the, the final one I'll say, like to give you another example, because I'm doing a talk on this in September, Common Spirit, the, the ER department, okay? The ER department at Common Spirit Hospitals were calling 911 to get help. The freaking place where you want to go when you call 911, they were calling 911. If, if that puts in perspective how effed up this situation was. 16 shop fast platform shut down. In a joint operation, Interpol and Group IB worked to take down the platform, arresting three of its operators over the last year and a half. As part of its phishing-as-a-service operation, 16Shop offered kits to target various payment and e-commerce accounts. According to Telemetry, the group created over 150,000 phishing pages used to compromise at least 70,000 users, typically stealing credit card information. First of all... Regulators! Mount up. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I need to get, okay, so this is just a personal note for myself. I need to get an Interpol shirt or like at least a sticker from my water bottle. Like I, I kind of have a secret crush on Interpol. I think it's like, it's such a BA super law enforcement task force. Like if Interpol is coming for you, <laughs> oh man, you're going to have a bad day. Um, so good, good. I love it when law enforcement takes down these dark web platforms uh, it was 16 shop. I'd never heard of 16 shop before. It doesn't matter. Like 17 shop will open up tomorrow. So fishing as a service. Um, yeah, Alex, good one. It is a little bit of a crush. Fishing as a service platform. Uh, you know, blank as a service is all the rage. Ransomware as a service. Malware as a service. Um, 
whatever that there was one I, I like lost my mind about a while ago. I can't remember, but it was like um anyways. So what's interesting about this one, sixteen shop had created hundred and fifteen thousand phishing pages. So first of all, I want to put it into perspective that there isn't like some IT person like who like hangs a shingle and is like, I can create a website for you and like and just grinding it out. They have automated tools that will create these landing pages, lickety split, and and maybe even do like domain name generation and apply it to um, the website. So like it's a turnkey solution for kind of the back end of your um, phishing operations, right? And if you're like an initial access broker or you're or you're, you know, a, a more complicated threat actor who's going to do the entire kill chain, whatever it is, what this service is, you can do this on your own. <clears throat> what you're paying for is time, right? Oh, I don't need to build a web page. I don't need to set up social engineering toolkit. I don't need a C2 infrastructure backend in order to catch the creds and do something with it. I'll just pay this guy 20 bucks or whatever. Um, I want to point out too, that the guy who was behind it was a 21 year old from Indonesia. So don't think that this is like some <clears throat> gray beard mastermind, right? The tools are out there and people who uh, have a little bit of initiative and a little bit of technical acumen can do it. This is why guys, it's all about, it's all about consistency. This is why cybersecurity is a full-time job and frankly, more of a lifestyle. You can't relax. Okay. And that's okay if you're down with that, but like you need to be constantly vigilant. You need to constantly stay up on what's going on. And you need to have a cyber resiliency program because it's a phishing as a service platform today. It's ransomware as a service tomorrow. You need <clears throat> you know, protection controls, detection controls, recovery controls. That's what's up. You need these controls in place or detective, corrective, and preventative if you want to get nerdy and talk about like the actual CISSP definitions. The point is, you need a holistic approach to your information security. A lot of people just want to invest all their, you know, their their credits or whatever, build their NPC character all on the protection side, and that's great. But you're <clears throat> you're missing a huge opportunity and actually adding a whole lot of risk. It's like having a hospital gown and not tying the back, right? Your whole front is covered up, and that's great. But your butt is hanging out in the wind if you don't if you don't handle the recovery controls. So that's that's what's up. All right, good job, law enforcement. Irish police leak staff data. In response to a freedom of information request, the police service of Northern Ireland accidentally published the names, roles, and locations of all staff, both police and civilian. It did not disclose home addresses. The FOIA request that resulted in the leak wasn't necessarily so broad, asking for a listing of ranks and grades with PSNI staff. Due to the presence of paramilitary groups in the country, many PSNI employees keep their jobs secret from friends and family. The agency published the spreadsheet with the staff information online for roughly two hours. What an... Let's go. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> it's your Carl. First of all, law enforcement and Carl. All right. <clears throat> so, dude. <clears throat> the, um... The plot line of Mission Impossible 1, the first Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie, he gets the knock list, that scene where he, like, uh, repels down into that room that <clears throat> that has all the security controls. By the way, that computer did not have a password screensaver, like, fundamental control 1. That would have stopped Tom Cruise, just saying. Um, that, whole, that whole movie hinged around the knock list, right? The secret identities. And for two hours, 
somebody posted a spreadsheet of a bunch of like basically undercover law enforcement in Ireland and doxed them. Not good. Not good, guys. Um, people who are uh, undercover could be compromised. Um, you know, the, the Internet has a, a habit of not forgetting. So if that spreadsheet got cached, yes, it was pulled down after two hours. But, dude, if Google got a hold of it, if any of the scrapers and, and grabbers out there on the Internet got a hold of it, it's, it's gone. You can't un- – there's no control Z for putting something on the Internet, right? Um, so hopefully, you know, I, I wish the very best to those individuals who were on that list that, you know, I hope nothing awful happens to them. But, dude, it's one of those ones. This is like, again, to take it to information security, data classification. Why was that spreadsheet, which is obviously highly sensitive, why was it, why was it even possible for Carl to configure it to be on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you need to have like a clean room that's air gapped from everything, but maybe just like some protocols and processes. Um, and maybe, I don't know, like, I don't know. It could have been a senior person. It could have been someone who was tired on a Friday afternoon, just trying to get to the pub to have a couple uh, pints of Guinness um, and just made a mistake. Accidents happen, but dude, you gotta be real. The consequences of this action could be lethal for some people and their families. So that sucks, uh, <clears throat> but hopefully the best for them. And again, it just shows you this is this is a perfect example. I don't think that this would I don't think this this would resonate with your business, but this is a good example where you know a seemingly innocuous mistake could have dire consequences and impact. And it was it was a simple mistake. Oh, I accidentally made the spreadsheet public. Right. Seems seems innocent, but it's not. Right. So you, you could actually throw this to me. This gets thrown into like an information security awareness deck. Or if you're using my strategy, which is like biweekly little 60 second things, this is a good one to throw in there. This denies Epic Motion in App Store dispute. In Epic Games continuing legal dispute with Apple over its App Store policies, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to play hardball. While lower courts ruled against most of Epic's antitrust claims, a judge did determine Apple violated California's unfair competition law with its anti-steering rules. This prevented developers from linking users to direct payments. So that was Epic's only significant win. However, a Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ordered a stay on that ruling back in July, providing 90 days for Apple to appeal to the Supreme Court. Epic filed a motion to vacate that stay. If that succeeded, it would strip Apple's anti-steering rules immediately before any appeal. However, Justice Elena Kagan denied that motion with no further comment. Yeah. All right. So I guess careful what you wish for. Um, careful what you wish for. So this story isn't really cybersecurity related. Um at all, <laughs> frankly, that to me, this is a macro, you know, societal, socioeconomic, you know, big tech story. Um, so if you don't know, Epic runs this game called Fortnite and Fortnite makes just straight cash, homie. Okay. Straight cash, homie. Thank you, Randy. Okay. So Fortnite makes straight cash, homie. Fortnite was in the Apple store. Apple is like, you know, basically a walled garden. So you can't get on an Apple device unless you're in the Apple store. You can't put a product in the Apple store unless Apple gets a little taste and mm, get a little, get their hand in the cookie jar and, and, uh, you know, take their, take their, uh, 30% penance or whatever you want to say. Well, Epic, because Epic's awesome. 
Epic has their own store, basically, right? So if you've played Fortnite, you know what I'm talking about. Epic has its own store, and that's where all the transactions go. It's it's like in-game currency. So you get the game for free on on Apple, and anyone can play it for free. And then you spend money kind of in the game, and Apple wasn't getting that money. And, Apple, and this is like a multi-billion dollar company, right? And Apple's like, bro, wait a minute. We're not getting our taste. That's not cool. You need to give us this money. And Epic was like, no. Why don't you pound sand? And Epic's big enough to tell Apple to pound sand because Epic doesn't need Apple. A lot of businesses need to be in the app store in order to have uh, market penetration. And Epic doesn't because they already had the market. So this is one of those ones. You did see that um, this justice did say that it's like basically like antitrust in the state of California. And Apple's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We'll, like, we'll, we'll back off and, and work with Epic if you, if you like, pull that back and they're like no which is dangerous for apple because if they start getting hit with antitrust um that's not good you have to start breaking things out and making things more accessible i.e like maybe like an alternative to the app store or not taking so much money from people in the app store or allowing businesses to create their own in-game economy and still host it on the app store so epic uh, apple doesn't want to do that it's one of those ones where like apple's got their hand all the way in the cookie jar and now they can't pull their hand out and they may have actually screwed themselves a little bit but they're pretty wealthy and they have really good lawyers so we'll see remembering the creator of vim dutch engineer bram mulinar released the widely used vim text editor back in 1991 continuing to update the app until a few weeks ago his family disclosed on a google group that mulinar passed away on august 3rd at the age of 62. Started as a clone of the Unix editor V, the app gained considerable capabilities and popularity over the years. Mulinar also served as an early adopter of charityware with Vim, donating proceeds to a Ugandan relief fund. He also worked at Google for 15 years as a software engineer. Good night, sweet prince. Remember to catch our week. All right, another uh, another legend. I did not know of this individual, Bram Mulinar. But, I mean, Vim is really, really, really well-known. Um, I, I See, I don't use Vim. Vim's like VI, if I'm not mistaken. I might be getting this confused. I don't think I am, though. Vim is like VI. Uh, it's a text editor. And if you know how to use it, you can fly around in it, okay? Like, fly around in it. Uh, to the point where I think there's a video on, um, on YouTube, if you want to check it out, with uh, Stoke and Tom Nom Nom. And it's on Stoke's channel. And he's interviewing Tom Nom Nom, and he's doing like active, actual stuff. They're sitting in a cafe, uh, in a booth on the left, just in case you watch it. And, and and Stokes wearing a shirt that says "Good Vibes Only" or something like that. Anyways, Tom Nom Nom's like a power user, um, and he demonstrates like how powerful you can make this thing. Anyways, another another individual who just contributed uh, to the greater good. Uh, again, this isn't a cybersecurity story. This is more of a IT and industry. Uh, status, but uh, also, by the way, he did Vim for years and years and years. He was he was open source cool before open source was like a thing. So you know, I, I appreciate that, and definitely, um, definitely laying uh, the groundwork for what has become really open source and uh, community contributions and crowdsourcing and all those things. So definitely appreciate setting that standard. All right, guys. Um, that is the news for today. Uh, if, if, if you were here just for the news, I thank you so much, the 291 of you, uh, for being here. We're right at 9 o'clock, so we nailed it. Um, I'm going to spend a few minutes jawjacking. We, the sun did come up as promised, so we live another day here in Las Vegas. Uh, I appreciate all of you. Tomorrow, I'll be back 
I'll be actually using the microphone the way it's designed, not as a prop, uh, at 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Pacific for Simply Cyber, episode 428. Uh, I'm Jerry. Thank you all so very much. And if you want to stay for jawjacking, we're about to transition over to there. So I'll see you over there in a hot minute. All right, welcome to jawjacking. And if you're new here, jawjacking is basically like a um, an addendum. It, it it it's a it's a bookend to the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief. Basically, we all just did some work, got smart on the top cyber threats of the day. And now, before we go on to the next thing, we're gonna hang out, have a coffee by the water cooler, and BS a little bit because that's what we do. What's up, Carrie? Good to see you. Carmen San Diego, what, were there any questions? Uh, I know people had asked some questions. I, I'm kind of di not distracted, but I got a lot going on right now. Um, remember, tomorrow uh, is today Thursday. Tomorrow is um, the Simply Cyber meetup at 3.30 p.m. local time at Abel Baker Brewing. Uh, hopefully, you all can come out. Uh, I know CJ is going to be there. James McQuiggan is going to be there. Um, Steve Hoyt. Steve Hoyt's going to be there. Oh, that's a really good update. Um, guys, tomorrow at 1.30 p.m., I'm actually having lunch with Alyssa Knight, um, Mel Knight, and Steve Hoyt to get the train rolling again on Late Night with Jerry um, because I'm going to have a lot more time starting September 4th. I think uh, I'm going to schedule some trips out here, get the production going, get the show up and running. James McQuiggan, great info today. If you're at Black Hat, come by, know before booth and say hi. I have two presentations at 12.30 and 3.30. Shameless plug. Absolutely. Thanks for the super chat, James. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Guys, uh, the No Before booth, if you don't know, right when you walk into the main business hall, the No Before booth is directly to the left. It's got uh, a lot of orange orange coloring to it. Uh, and James is there. Um, uh, Perry Carpenter is there as well. Uh, I'll actually have to check my calendar. Uh, Jay, uh, um James, I, I, I'm doing interviews until noon, and then I'm free. So maybe I'll come by and, and uh, like, sit in your talk and then ask, like, a really, a really good question. Like, James, how is it that you, you, you are unbelievably insightful and brilliant? How, how is that, James? Like, you know, just really kind of plants a question for you to nail it. Um, will there be coffee? I will say Bashir. There is a coffee station right around the corner to the left around the Noble Four booth. I did I did scout it out. I will say a lot of um a, a lot of um vendors this year um are doing instead of like shirts, I saw some shirts, but a lot of them are like giving out coffee drinks. Like there's like a barista sitting at their booth. Um and then the Noble Four, they were giving out beers yesterday. I didn't drink any. I love beers. But I had a lot of work to do yesterday, and I had a lot of work to do today. I'm work, guys. I don't know if you know this. When I come out here, like Black Cat is work, 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 and then DefCon is like fun, fun, fun. Okay, so when the questions come into mod chat, I'll, I'll ask answer them. Uh, Elite Gunslinger says CCISO cert valuable for executive level. Are there better ones to invest my time in? Um, you know, I don't really know of a CISO certification per se. Uh, elite gunslinger. That doesn't mean there aren't any good ones, but here's the reality. When you're hiring for CISO, at that point, the, the selection committee is probably not looking at your certifications. They're looking at, you know, 
like what you say in the interview. So really what you should be doing is going to like, I know that there was a CISO summit here at Black Hat. My buddy, Rod, Dr. Rod Rickenbach went to it. He said it was phenomenal. Um, if you go to those type of events, if you go to like any of the CISO training stuff, right? Um, whether you get certed or not, you learn the CISO role, the CISO job. And then when you interview for a job, you can be like, oh, like I know about budgets. I know about life cycle management. I know about managing um, staff and all this other crap, right? So long story short, I don't think a cert is really the right, I don't think, I mean, it doesn't hurt, but I, I just, I don't think anyone's like, oh, well, look at this candidate. They're certified as a CISO. Like, I think it's much more valuable to be able to demonstrate that you've either had time in the seat or some, if you haven't been a CISO, because everybody has to have their first CISO gig at some point, right? Like for me, you know, I was a cyber architect and I, I was kind of like wearing the CISO pants at MUSC. And I got, uh, through my network, by the way, uh, a guy I used to work with, good friend, Brandon Stevens, was basically um, um, working with this guy who was a CIO. That guy switched companies and he needed uh, a CISO or, you know, like basically someone to run the InfoSec department. And he asked Brandon. Brandon's like, I, I don't want to do it. And then he, he's like, I got a guy, Jerry. And then I came over and off off a of running. So that's what's up. Uh, uh, Marcus G wants something to give away. Oh, Marcus, do you want to give it away right now? Like on stream right now? Because we can do that. We can organize that. And I can set up the uh, the keyword. Let me know, Marcus, in chat. I'll set up a keyword. Um, in fact, let me do it. I'm just going to set the keyword up right now, just in case. Hold on. Uh, doxing myself, and that's okay. All right, hold on. All right, giveaways. You know, I need some music. All right, keyword, Marcus. All right, so the keyword is Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S. If you want to enter a raffle, I don't even know what we're raffling yet, but if you want to enter a raffle, Marcus is where it's at. Okay, enter the term Marcus in chat right now if you want to enter, and then we'll sort out what the what it is. Also, mods, let me know if the volume on the music is too high, too low. Um, Darius Cater asks, do you have any recommendations on a free web capture tool similar to Hunchly to use for investigating? Um, I'm not familiar with Hunchly, and I'm not familiar with, like, when you say web capture, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but we can, we can definitely look. Let me see. Uh, OSINT software for cybersecurity law enforcement. Okay, I do not have an op. Uh, never forget to screenshot again. Oh, this is nice. Um, I don't have an. I don't have one um, that I can recommend. But if anyone in chat is uh, law enforcement, differ, um, OSINT, and has an option, uh, let me know. That's that's pretty cool. I cannot. I can ask Finfrock. I spent. I spent like hours with Finfrock yesterday. Um, James McQuiggan is saying that Hunchly is really good. So roll on that. Um, hey, Xavier, uh, it's just Marcus by itself. I, I think if you do hashtag Marcus, I don't know if that's going to work. Let me see. Xavier Norwood. Oh, you're, you, are, you are loaded in here, Xavier, so you're good. I see 66 people entered in the, um, in the contest right now. So, 
So Hunchley, all right. That's one to add to the to the inventory. Um, Frank says, for a first-timer next year for Black Cat and DEFCON, how much cash should I save for those two weeks to spend at both events? Okay, so Frank, I'm assuming you mean spend while you're here, not to get into the event. All right, so just taking the tickets aside, um, unless you aren't. So Black Hat is very expensive. DEFCON, I think this year is $440. You can buy the ticket in advance or you need to pay cash at the door. Um, for here, all right, so what I would say is it depends on what you want to do. Um, sh you can buy like Black Hat shirts and merch, right? That's going to run you like $25 per item unless you buy like a hoodie. What I would suggest, here's a pro tip. It, it, you know, if you like gambling, here's a pro tip. If you go to, and this is for everybody that's at Black Hat right now. If you go to the Black Hat merch store at like 3 o'clock today, it's going to be a fire sale. You can get stuff like, you know, super discounted because they want to, they don't want to keep it, right? They don't want to box it up and take it. They, so they'll sell it to you. Just be like, hey, like you, you offering discounts, you 50% off, BOGOs, like whatever. Um, that'll work. Um, you probably need like, here's another thing, Frank. So... If you, if you do it right, right, if you're on a tight budget, Black Hat events, right, so Wednesday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, you can eat and drink for free, right? Vendors, vendors are hosting parties. There's food everywhere. Like, I was at a party last night, heavy hors d'oeuvres, like shrimp and steak and stuff like that. Um, like, so you can eat for free. At DEF CON, you're not going to be able to do that, and you're going to have to eat somewhere on the promenade probably, and that's probably going to be like, a hundred bucks for for the day of all your meals and stuff like that. So I know some people will, if you really want a tight budget, you can get like a Homewood suite, like one of those uh, apartments that has like a kitchen in it and then go shopping uh, and just like do it that way. Um, so merch stuff, food and Bev. I, I don't gamble. So, you know, I, I can't really speak to your gambling uh, needs, but that's pretty much all the, um, all the expenses, right? Oh, and then, um, <laughs> Like, if you're going to deal with bellhops, and um, you, you need cash, right, if you want to tip them. And then uh, taxi cabs are like, like, wherever you're going. It doesn't matter if you're going down the street, going to the airport. It's like 20 bucks, wherever you're going, okay? Yeah, no problem, Frank. All right. Um, Chrissy K says, how can someone with management experience enter into the cyber role? Can they enter CISO roles? And what, sell, what certs will help push into that direction? All right, so Chrissy K, here's my thoughts on that. If you have management experience, it's not uncommon for a CISO to get the job and have been like a CIO or something. Like, there's two kinds of CISOs, right? There's the ones that really understand the business, and then there's like the technical ones. And then, yes, there is some like Venn diagram intersection of a little bit of both of those. But um, it's not it's not unheard of for someone to be put in charge of information security and not really understand. And when that happens, they have to have a really strong technical team underneath them. And then the CISO is more like requesting budget, allowing their team to do their job and getting out of the way and then reporting to the business and stuff like that. What I would suggest, Chrissy, is two things. When you say management experience, I'm gonna like, let's assume that you've managed people, you've managed budget, uh, but you haven't managed information security. I would definitely, what would I get? What would I do? Okay, so here's what I would do. I, a bit of a long play. For certifications, I would get the Security Plus first. Then I would get the ISACA CISM, the, the Certified Information Security Manager Cert. That, to me, is like seen as like kind of the, the go-to cert 
in the industry for management information security, right? So you get those two certs, that's your cert tree out of the way. Then what would be really valuable is um, go basically hobnob and elbow with uh, CISOs, basically understand that language, obviously come here for the daily cyber threat briefing so you stay informed, educated, and up to speed. You may have to take like, um, not a junior role, but a management, like at a larger organization, you're not gonna be the CISO, but like maybe you're in charge of like the SecOps team or you're in charge of the identity and access management team, right? You could do that. A smaller business, when I say smaller, like small to mid-size, meaning like less than a billion dollars annual revenue, you know, less than 1500 employees kind of thing. You could be the CISO at that business and have less scope of responsibility and get your chops, right? So think of it as like the farm league CISO job and then you can build from there. Hopefully that answers your question, Chrissy. Um, thanks, uh, thanks Jesse on the levels. We have a discussion with a friend. Can we argue that an IT auditor is kind of a GRC analyst or do you think that? No, Tim, obviously. Um, I'm firmly in the camp that IT auditor is a GRC analyst. GRC analyst is a is a super generic term, right? Um, so a GRC analyst to me is anybody who is functioning in a GRC capacity, whether they're doing, they're doing information security awareness, whether they're doing risk assessment, whether they're doing third party questionnaires, they're a GRC analyst. An audit is absolutely in the scope of that of that responsibility. If you're a professional services company and you're sending you know people out to audit FISMA, PCI, whatever, um, you're a GRC analyst all day, every day. Uh, can I link Jerry's book just to promo? Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, simplycyber.io slash book, Jesse. Um, here, I'll, put, I'll bring it up on stream. All right. There's my book. Jesse was asking about it. Okay. Um, BSEC's out. He's got a full day of meetings. Take it easy, BSEC. Um, Gary Sturgiatis. Good to see you, Gary. Love the blue logo. Thanks for the longtime squad membership support, man. Appreciate it. Um, is your window slanted or are you filming at a weird angle? No, I am inside the Luxor. So, like, I'm inside a pyramid. <laughs> I'm inside a pyramid right now. Oh, wait. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Real time, real time editing. Real time editing. One second. Uh, hold on one second. Let me do this. This is how we roll. This is how we do it. Do, 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 do. Hold on one second. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Ugh. Oh, that's gross. Hold on one second. Just come on, man. Are you, you, you're killing me, Smalls, with this. Oh, that ain't going to work. Bro, bro, chop. You're killing me. All right. So I'll just do it this way. All right. So, yeah, this is slanted. Like, the elevators here go up at an angle. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, this is this is what I'm doing right now. Let's see if we can. Like, I don't know if you guys can see that. There's that, and then there's that, and then, you know, I know I'm doing a terrible job. But, yeah, it's what's up. So I'm inside a pyramid. All right, let me go back to the other look because I can't see chat. All right. Um, Marcus, uh, I'm simultaneously in a meeting, but I am still here for the giveaway. Yes, Marcus. Hey, uh, mods, do we know what Marcus is giving away so we can, so we can like, get some excitement around the giveaway?
This song gets me going, kind of. Um, the elevators, uh, I don't know if they're that loud. I don't remember it being loud. I would stay at the Luxor again, I'll tell you that. I mean, it's not like an unbelievable experience, but it's a cool, it's cool. I do think it's time for the midnight, though. Seriously. All right. Um, oh, hey, by the way, another pro tip, massive pro tip, if you're at Black Hat or coming next year, you should absolutely document this right now. Absolutely, absolutely invest in like one of these power brick things and charge it to the moon. I, like, dude, I got here yesterday. Um, CJ dropped me off at like 11.50. I checked in, threw my crap in my hotel room, and I didn't come back to my hotel room until 12.30, uh, midnight 30 or whatever you want to say. Like, like uh, thank God I, I spent some time with Daydre Diamond uh, up at her suite. I've actually got a hilarious story that's way TMI um, to share with you guys. But I went to Daydre's suite. My phone was going to die, and uh, she gave me a, a charger. But, dude... Your phone is like critical. Like if you're trying to coordinate with people, um, it's wicked hard to uh, to do that if your phone's dead. So definitely bring a brick. Uh, EP with a twenty dollars super chat. Woo woo woo! Thank you so much. Thank you so much, EP, for the super chat, and definitely appreciate your uh, your being here and the support of the show. Watch out for Chris Angel, dude. Chris Angel, I I, I don't want to go anywhere near Chris Angel and Carrot Top. I don't want to go anywhere near. Um, Mark, okay, so, hey, do we know what Marcus is giving away? Can we do this? Um, can we do this? I want to, I want to do the, uh, the giveaway. Marcus in a meeting. Marcus in a meeting doing a giveaway. I freaking love it. Um, Justin Gold's in the hizzy. Oh, yeah. No, no. Okay, so... Anyone here have any pushy recruiters like call in the evening without notice? No, I have not done that personally, nor do I know about that. We could talk to Joe. I'm actually syncing up with Joe Hudson tomorrow. I will take a photo and share it with everybody. But no, dude, recruiters. Uh, dude, there's a wide swath of different recruiters. Um, some are. Some suck. Some are good. Some see you as just like a commodity. And they'll actually put you in any job, not just a job that they think is a good fit for you. Like, you, my friend, are you're straight cash, homie, to some recruiters, right? So, uh, you were going to tell us about a guy you met. David, Be is it David Beard? Hold on. David Beard in chat right now. Is that who I met? Hold on. I want to show you guys. I got to tell you something awesome, okay? Check this out. I'm at the Lima Charlie booth talking to Max, and this guy walks up. And he's like, hey, can I take a picture with you? His name, his name was David Bidemy, okay? Where, oh, it, he took the picture. His name's David Bidemy. I just want to tell you guys, this guy came up to me, and he's like, hey, what's up? Can I take a picture? I'm like, sure. I'm like, who, you know, what do you do? Who are you? We talked for like 15 minutes. Now, two things. One, he was like team live for the longest time, and then he moved um, to Dallas, and now he's like wicked busy and he's not he's not even team replay and I'm trying to get him back but his name's David Biden me. Now check this out. Dude lived about a quarter of a mile from me. Like he's like, "Oh, I worked at Kiowa." I'm like, "Dude, I live in I'm live in Charleston." He's like, "No sh." He's like, "What?" And then I'm like, "I lived in this section of town." He's like, "So did I." I'm like, "I lived on this street." He's like, "Bro, I lived like just down the road i'm like ah! so crazy we talked for a while that dude's killing it he's in charge of iam at like a massive um services company that helps uh, uh healthcare so 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I love, dude, I'm telling you guys, networking's where it's at. Black Hat, DEF CON. Don't, don't get distracted. You know, some of the talks are good, but like it's, it, the networking is where it's at. I'm actually going to try to sync up with David Spark later today. Um, okay, is Marcus, do we know what Marcus is giving away? Like, I, I very much would like to uh, do the giveaway here. Oh, nice. Tim McDonald. Okay, guys, can I share, like, I don't know if you guys want this. I want to share, like, a hilarious story please okay and this this may like result in people dropping but that's okay um so check this out yesterday i go to daydree diamonds suite okay cyber sn they have like a suite up on the 27th floor or something like that wicked nice okay you go in huge really beautiful wall-to-wall windows great view of the strip there's like a layout of like pastries and sodas and waters and you know like whatever you want there's like booze there like really high-end like scotch and brandy and bourbon and stuff um and again i wasn't drinking until i had some beers last night but i, I was working yesterday okay and i'm like oh like daydree like can i grab a water and she's like jerry now daydree is like she's really awesome uh but she she does like some of the organic stuff so she's like jerry you got to try this green drink and I'm like, what green drink? Thinking green tea, okay? And she's like, she hands it to me. Okay, I'm not lying, y'all. Okay? <laughs> I'm not lying. I look at it, and I'm like, what is this? And she's like, it's it's amazing. It's like you're going to turn into Popeye after you drink this. I'm like, I look at it. Okay, guys, it's got cute. Like, I, I'm not even going to list all the things. I thought it was a green tea. It's a green tea base, but it's got cucumber, kale, spinach, ginger, like grass like parsley it's got like everything in it i could probably pull it up okay and i said okay you know i i like daydree she's a friend okay so i'm like i'll give it a shot i crack it open take a sip it tastes terrible all right it tastes like you're drinking liquid cucumber which normally in small amounts is good but it was not good so i said this isn't good by the way there was two other guys there uh tom ryan and a guy named andrew whose last name i didn't catch they're like you don't want to drink that i was like Duh. so i took a sip and I'm like, it doesn't taste good, Daydree. And she's like, believe me, though, you're going to feel amazing afterwards. And I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna muscle through this thing. So it took me 30 minutes to drink, like, 12 ounces. And I did it. And I said, okay. And she's like, well, how do you feel? And I said, well, yeah, I don't really, I don't feel any different. But maybe it takes some time for, for it to process. Okay, guys, I am not making this up, okay? And nothing, it wasn't gross. It, nothing came of it. But, like, between the hour, this was at like uh, two o'clock. Between the hours of like four and seven yesterday, from here to here, okay, the my entire midsection, it felt like a self-cleaning oven was was turned to full blast. It felt like there was a blast furnace in my stomach, just, just like eviscerating and just turning to dust everything inside my body. I cannot explain this experience to you. It was not like I had to find a bathroom. It wasn't like that. It was just, it felt like my entire inside was a self-cleaning oven. And I, I feel bad for Virginia Case and Charles Finfrock. I spent a lot of time with them yesterday just bemoaning what the hell was going on in my body. Uh, like, it was like almost like my stomach took acid. Like, like my stomach went on a trip. And I was, I was like, just kind of carrying it around. So anyways, if you're looking for an out-of-body, full-body cleanse, um, may I suggest the, the green drink that, from Daydream Diamond. I'll find, dude, I'll find it and bring it on stream. I'm telling you, this thing, 
was like taking drugs for your stomach. Okay, it was it was it was out of control. Yeah, you know what? Um, local Ken says shots. This probably was a drink that you were supposed to take a shot of, and I drank the entire thing like a like a <laughs> like a lunatic. Um, oh, even thinking about it right now is is like getting me going. Um, let's see. Marcus says, I would like to give away a nice piece of tech that can hopefully help someone in their learning journey in jawjacking. Let's discuss. All right, I'm going to go ahead and run the, uh, the, um, the, the contest right now, and we'll circle up with Marcus afterwards, okay? So good luck to everybody. We have 85 people in here. Good luck, good luck, good luck. Here we go. Nikos X. Nikos X with the win. So Nikos... Uh, please uh, connect with Marcus or, you know, come back tomorrow when Marcus isn't in a meeting and we will get that sorted out. The name of the drink. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll try to pull it up on stream really quickly. Um, give me a second. Unfortunately, there's like so many home. Oh, oh, it's one of these. It was one of these. Hold on one second. Hold on. Oh my God. Like literally my stomach is like gurgling right now. Just looking at the picture. It, I don't think it was one of these. It looks like this fourth one, the Suja one, but yeah, I'll find out and get that information. Good God. It is, it's an experience. I, I would not drink it before you got on a plane or anything like that. There's no no telling what it could do to you. <laughs> All right. Mm. All right. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It is 6.30 local time here in the great state of Nevada. Jawjacking here with uh, the Simply Cyber community. Let's see. Yeah, Nikos. If it's if Nikos is not in the United States, it could be an issue. We'll, we'll get it worked out. All right. All right. Cool. 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 All right, guys. I'll give it three more minutes. That'll be a 30-minute. I think when I get the new Simply Cyber Cafe or the SC Cafe stood up, um, I'll do a 30-minute jawjacking segment. The sun is really wide open now here in uh, Vegas. Looks nice. Mandalay Bay right over there. You know the best part about staying at Luxor? You don't have to go outside to, uh, to get to Mandalay Bay, which is where Black Hat's always held. I, I didn't go outside yesterday uh, once I got into the hotel. So that's good. What's Gary Sergiatis doing? Thank you for getting up early to do the show. I have to go prepare for my interview. Yes, go crush it. Crush it, crush it, crush it, Gary. You got this. Yes. Yeah, the sunrise. I think it's a nice thing. I'm glad it worked out. Uh, last year, we had the sunrise in the background. It worked out. Um, yeah, blue cheese has mold in it. Uh, what else we got? Um, yep, Simply Cyber Meetup. Don't forget about that. Tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. local time at the Abel Baker Brewing. 
Uh, Elite Gunslinger says, what do you think could be a way to get interviews more consistently for CISO roles without prior experience with that speci title specifically? Any magic resume advice? Ooh. Um, well, it's going to be tough. Not tough. If you don't have the experience. Well, okay, so Elite Gunslinger, what I would suggest is like think about categorically what CISOs do, right? They interface with the business, they manage a team, they build a program, they interface with vendors, and they um, do program management, okay? So if you, if you break it out by those kind of categories, then think about either A, stuff you've done already in your experience that kind of maps to those categories, or go get a little bit of uh, experience somehow that would map up into those categories. The idea is to fill your, like think of it as like a Trivial Pursuit puzzle uh, or, or pie thing. If you guys remember Trivial Pursuit, like you had empty pie slices and every time you got one right, you'd fill the pie. I know that's a little dated. What would be a more modern uh, thing? Like think of, um, what would be a good example? Like, I don't know. Think of it as like, uh, placeholders, right? And you want to get as many checks off the checkbox or as many checks on the checkbox checklist um, for those placeholders. So like my, my, so go do that, right? So maybe go, maybe go study NIST cybersecurity framework and then put that you understand it or that you have experience evaluating it or implement it in some capacity, right? Maybe if you manage people already, that's excellent. Um, you can definitely work that in. Don't think, by the way, that you need direct reports in order to have people under management. Sometimes with matrixed organizations, you've managed people. If you've led a project and you had people on the project and you had to manage them, that's another good example. If you've worked with vendors during an implementation of a, of a technology, you probably had to manage the vendor and the contractors because that's a real thing. So don't be afraid to think kind of creatively about how you can check those check boxes. I hope that helps. Got a boogie, Carl, Ron. Carl's out of here. Where's Carl? Um, the segmentation slide is a nice aesthetic. Oh, thank you very much. We're always working here, Local Ken, to up our game a little bit at a time. Oh, I'm, hey, I'm sorry, Zalia. That sucks. That sucks. Hopefully, you did get some value from the interview, what they asked about prep you for your next uh, potential role. Uh, Brandy Smith, any plans to any... What? Hold on. One second. All right. Um, hold on one second. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I got distracted there. Um, any plans to discuss AI and the implications it will have on SOC teams? What is the talk at Black Hat in regards to this? Uh, I'm not sure if the talks at Black Hat around that. I mean, AI is obviously here. Uh, I've seen AI be integrated into um, ticketing systems and SIMs, you know, basically to do tier zero uh, analysis. Tier one is kind of your entry level SOC, the ones who are grinding. Uh, but tier zero, like maybe it takes a hash and runs it automatically and then posts it in the ticket notes. Maybe it does some type of 
you know, lookup of, you know, if it matches any TTPs and stuff like that. That's good use of AI. Running full orchestration with AI is not a good idea. You guys got to remember, that, like, humans aren't going anywhere, right? Like, AI is smart, but, like, threat actors are constantly moving and shaking and, and changing the way things work. So, like, if you... Threat actors are just going to, like, compromise AI, right? So it's not going anywhere. Marcus, what's up? We see you, buddy. Um, all right. Hey, uh, I'm a couple minutes over. I actually got to get sorted out a bit. Um, we can see you, Marcus. Yep. Nikos. Nikos X. Um, if you can connect with Marcus, I guess, in Discord. Um, yeah, let me know. All right. Internships at USA Jobs. That's great. Okay, guys, I've got a boogie out of here. I hope you had a great experience today. Uh, thanks so much for being here. 200 of you stayed for jawjacking. Awesome. 300 of you, even though I had the mic issues at the beginning, uh, I'll not do that tomorrow. I'm Jerry. This is episode 427 of Simply Cyber, live on location from Black Hat with the sunrise. Be good, everybody, and I will see you tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. local time and at 3.30 p.m. in person at Abel Baker Brewing. Can't wait to see you all. Much love, be good, and until next time, stay secure. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you.